Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in, in New, New York, York City. City. I'm Connor McDowell. And I'm Dylan McDowell. Welcome to Drama. Welcome back, everyone. We are once again recording another fun quarantine edition of our podcast. And Connor, you mentioned to me before we actually started recording that we weren't going to plan any sort of an intro. That's right. Well, you slapped yourself moments before. I did. I did. I just like to get the energy up before we start. Well, we know. No. Connor, Connor, (laughs) Connor, don't say what you're going to say. Anyway. Connor, you said you had something dramatic you wanted to add. Leah Michelle is pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now where's the dramatic news? Enough. Um, this, the prophecy continues to fulfill itself. Yes. Because we mentioned last week that Leah Michelle might be the only 2020 Tony winner. And then now, I think we even discussed that she was pregnant upon getting the award. We did. In the broadcast. And now in real life, <laughs> Leah She's is pregnant. pregnant. And her husband's name is Zandy. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Like, I thought his name was like David or something. Yeah. No, his name is Zandy, but she calls him affectionately Z. Is he a civilian? I, I, I think he runs like a clothing brand. I think. I'm not. I'm making that up. Does she have any like lifestyle lines other than her two books, which you've read? Well, I've read the first cover to cover twice. <laughs> Brunette Ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and remember how I kept like using it as like a Bible? You would times? mention like, oh, well, Leah Michelle said this. And she also <laughs> included like recipes. <laughs> recipes. And so you were fixated one summer, I want to say. It was it was, it was Jan- like January, February of 2017. I was like obsessed with this like lentil soup recipe that she It was made. A specifically a lentil soup. <laughs> Leah Michelle's lentil soup. Yes. I love her. And you know what's sad though? I don't think she's made the pregnancy announcement yet, but l- every publication has revealed it already. Oh, like she didn't do an Instagram announcement? No. Wait, speaking of Instagram <laughs> announcements, we were laughing about this with our friend Laura recently, but oh, how yeah. unfortunately a lot of people have had to postpone their weddings. And it's very interesting to see this culture of postponement announcements. Right, because you know normally it's like people really plan out their their proposal announcement, mm-hmm. their engagement announcement. Once with, they get like the proofs back, yeah, from then they the do like the engagement photo shoot, mm-hmm. and then they recycle those through, and they'll use them for like various captions, TBTs like, or like countdowns. Yeah. And now people are having to use some of those like backlogged photos, like the cutting room floor uh-huh, for their. I'm so sorry, but we've had to make the difficult decision mm-hmm. to move our wedding. To a time when it would be safer. And also, I'm joking about this, but like, obviously, it's the right decision, and I understand, but I just think it's hilarious because I keep seeing these dramatic posts that are like, well, I when think it's safer for our friends. What I think that you're commenting on is that they all sound the same. They do. And so I'm wondering if, like, you know, these wedding companies or wedding planners have sort of a template that they'll send to their friends and family, like their, their clients that are like, Here's what you can say that's very classy. Oh, maybe. I think that people also just like who get involved in wedding culture in general mm-hmm. have their go-to captions that they like to say. Like people love to say, and like this is like old news now, but they love to be like, 
so happy to spend the rest of my life with my best friend. Yeah. And remember like that was like the caption and then all of a sudden people realized that that was like There was then backlash against that caption. So I don't know. It's cracked. I have very complicated feelings about weddings and social media and things because of a very negative experience that I had with... (laughs) I'm I'm shaking because I have no idea what you're saying. Of someone that I knew who was getting married and would went like completely overboard and like it's very exciting i want you to look me in the eyes mm-hmm. and telepathically tell me who this was who <laughs> i'm mouthing off the side of the podcast. i'm shaking have you seen that some podcasts that are recording via zoom they'll also release the video of themselves recording i have if we, we do if we <laughs> well we obviously don't need zoom we're in the same house but if we were to do that people would see exactly what I was mouthing. I know. Oh my God. I'm but it was my, my complicated feelings are just like, you're sharing so much with the world and you know, like what happened to like the beautiful golden glory days of, you know, simple times and photos not being used for every occasion afterwards. I take a lot of pictures just for fun. And sometimes like, I remember in college I would do that and I would just be like, Oh, this is just for me. And people would be like, you're not going to post it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's like just for me. Oh, like, I do that to Hunter all the time. I'll we'll like be at a restaurant and I'll just take a picture. Well, you know, before and I'll take a picture <laughs> from him and I'll just be like, you look cute over this thing of soup. And he'll be like, don't post that. I know. I'm like, why won't? So annoyed. Wait, my least favorite thing on the planet is when you're like taking a video of someone and they're like being silly mm-hmm. for the video. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they're like, wait, were you recording me? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, stop it, stop it. And they get like shy suddenly and act like they weren't putting out a performance. I know. I think that we're both guilty of that, though. Oh, 100%. That's what makes it fun. It's one of those learned things. You see other people doing it, and then you, it's like, we're, the human race is fascinating, and this is getting a little too uh, existential. Existential for, for what we want to bring. Or Malcolm Gladwell. Wait, what is that? What is he? I don't want to know. <laughs> Um, okay, but back to Leah Michelle. Yeah. I'm sad that she didn't get to break the announcement, but um, here she, weren't we literally just saying, I wonder if she'll ever win a Tony? That was like what yeah, we said. Yeah. Um, anyway, Tony's are on the brain because the Tony nominations would have come out this week. Come out today, as of the day that we're recording this. Uh, it hurts a little bit, but I just think that we were all prepared. Yeah. You know, this is, this is not the last time I'm going to say this, but like today would have been either a really exciting day for me or a really sad day based on if, you know, Aaron Tveit was nominated, <laughs> but also like... I was doing some research into the Tonys in the last couple weeks because a few years ago I actually went back and watched all the ceremonies going back to the 90s and I never got finished that project but a lot of them are on YouTube and there have been years where some of the categories have been completely non-competitive where it's the fact of like there might be two best musicals nominated like in 1995 for example Sunset Boulevard and Smokey Joe's Cafe were the two musicals nominated for best musical that's it? that's it which one won? Do you want to guess? Is that a stupid question? No, it was Sunset Boulevard. It was Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so what's interesting, too, is people are saying, well, what would even be nominated? I hate when people say that. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Just because, like, the frontrunner type musicals didn't end up opening this season. Wait, what were they? Well, Doubtfire. Okay. And Sing Street. And Six never even opened. Yeah. Diana didn't open. Like, you know, everything. Flying Over Sunset. Flying Over Sunset, which was pushed. And so I think that, like, yes, we could absolutely have a Tony Awards that's Moulin Rouge versus Jagged Little Pill versus Tina. Versus Lightning Thief was another one this season. But um, there could certainly be those categories. I'm, I'm scared of this notion of not having a Tony's this year because there's, in a way... It's that it would be the first time in history 
that there's not a Tonys. Really? The first time. Dylan, you're exposing dark histories. <laughs> not even dark, but real truths. And we're today. living through it, which is crazy. I know. And if there isn't one this year, would they just clump in the nominees with next year? I do, but I don't think that many new things are even going to open in the next year. T. I really don't. I, I don't know what producers are going to take huge risks, you know, in a hopefully post you know, coronavirus yeah, world. We would hope there's hopefully there's a vaccine, vaccine or at least testing in the next, you know, few months. I mean, there's not gonna be a vaccine in the next few months. No. But hopefully there's some there's much more efficient testing to make people feel safer to actually leave their homes and You know what? I would be fine with them so, it, the wheels in my head are suddenly turning and that if we don't have one this year and next year ends up just sort of being like this year all over again with not a lot of shows opening or the shows that were just supposed to open, that's fine. I will take comfort in but that. But then it's like, okay, what if an actor leaves the show that originated a role? Like, for example, Moulin Rouge being, I think, the example, because it opened in, what, July or August of mm-hmm. 2019? Yep. So hypothetically, in June of 2021, there's a Tony Awards that includes the year 2019, all of 2020, yeah. all of 2021. What if, like, Karen Olivo leaves the show. Yeah. When does the eligibility window close? I think it's just according to opening night. Opening night. Mm-hmm. So what if voters didn't get to see her yet? Well, maybe they would do like what uh, I'm so gagged. They did it with Tony Shalhoub and the band's visit, and they had special Tony viewers <gasps> performances for. Which you know, I disagree. I disagree with that. When Tony Shalhoub and the band's I think visit. the 2018 season in general, was one of my favorite years for theater in the last couple of years. Yeah, why were we so excited by it? I just Well, because we're suckers it. for, like, feel-good commercial-type shows. Like, we love... Yeah. We, obviously, you've listened... If you're listening to Trauma, you know that if Connor and I love pretty much everything we see. We find the good in a lot of what we see. We talk about the inheritance at length, and we talk about, like, more serious material like that. But we also talk about Frozen and Mean Girls, which were two of the shows that were nominated for Best and Musical SpongeBob. that year. SpongeBob and then Van's Visit were the four that were up that year. Okay. We love that. I have s- the memories from that season. I think it was the first year we saw every Best Musical nomination, like, before the Tonys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That was so fun. Remember? Because I wasn't living in New York yet, but I came yeah. and visited. And me and Hunter, like, rushed for Mean Girls. You, you Not only did you rush, you went in the dead of the night. <laughs> the dead of the night. And were, like, soldiers in the field. <laughs> Troublesome. But, okay, I actually learned this at, like a, like, a work happy hour thing we did. We played Broadway Jeopardy last week. And somebody told me this. Mean Girls is got 12 Tony nominations, okay. right? Okay. Didn't win a single one. And I think it that might didn't. be between that and Scottsboro Boys. I think they're tied. Oh, my God. Fact check me. Someone, please. Yeah. Um, can you believe that Mean Girls didn't win a single Tony? I think it, I think it could have won a Tony. It was like the favorite to win best book because Tina Fey was nominated. And everyone yeah. loves a celebrity win. Um, and it was a Everybody loves freaking a celebrity great win. book. But Band's Visit won everything except everything. scenic design. Scenic design and I believe costumes. And um, Lindsay Mendez won featured actress. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that Tony's and being like, oh my God, I think I think everyone's going to win something. I, that It felt like that was going to happen yes. that year, right? People thought maybe Gavin Lee or Norbert Leo Butts was going to win. Yeah. First featured actor and... I mean, Katrina Lank, it was hers. And then obviously Ethan Slater was the front runner for leading leading, male. leading actor. Well, remember there was also musicals that season that like were snubbed. You Bully. had Frozen, which I mean, I think Patty Murin was in particular. incredible mm-hmm. in Frozen. I mean, Casey Levy's obviously incredible too, but I think what Patty Murin did was just out of this world. She was totally snubbed. Um, 
And you know what's interesting about Mean Girls is so many of the acting performances got nominated because I think a lot of the roles are just so memorable and so well written. And they really did a great job casting that show. Oh, absolutely. Um, I would say my biggest snub from that season in terms of like leading not getting a nomination would have been Erica Henningsen who played Katie Heron in Mean Girls and that's the trouble when you have two leading actresses in a show agree but I still don't think Regina there's no way Regina has as much stage time as Katie, as Katie. and yeah. Taylor Louderman was nominated for playing Regina and don't get me wrong Taylor Louderman is out of this world like she was incredible as Regina like the little walk she did and I mean her vocals are just you know obviously a gaga Rooney but um I remember thinking yeah Erica should have been nominated for leading actress and I also remember (laughs) I like had a strong feeling at the time that like Barrett Wilbert Weed should have been nominated for featured actress yeah and she was like very like publicly snubbed about it like peeved yeah because that was also the year what wasn't there like six leading actress nominations yeah because that was also summer was that year oh LaShawn um Haley Kilgore for Once on this Island okay she deserved um it. and my big snub that year other than the women of Frozen was Paul Nolan not getting a nomination for Margaritaville that was Margaritaville mm-hmm. it was such a big year it was like one of those seasons that like there was too many shows I mean there was even more new shows the uh, two seasons or the season prior when Dear Evan Hansen Come From Away Great Comet Bandstand um, In Transit Anastasia Anastasia all those shows opened and so it's just like there's and then now we have a problem with this year where there's just not enough so yeah. it just comes and it goes and like we often talk about awards really don't mean they don't mean anything too much they like can, in, at the end of the day can. we just get so excited about them because what do gays love more than comparing <laughs> their divas and performances and things like that? Um, yeah, that was a good year. Why am I like so thinking about 2018 right now for some reason? It, it was just really fun. I don't know. I, I also I did not know that about Mean Girls. I wonder what yeah. what the most nominated that did win. I would assume it was probably the producers. It's the producers. Or Hamilton. I know that like broke the record for nominations this That's year. That's right. I think most of Hamilton's losses were in acting categories that it was up against. They itself. were double nominees. With the exception of Philippa Sue in Leading Actress. That was the only category that didn't go to Hamilton. Yeah, that was that Hamilton could have gone that to. That was right? Ms. Erivo. No, Scenic does didn't um She Loves Me win Yes. Oh my god, I, I can't believe that we like know these things. It's well, so crazy. We've cared so much for so many years. I and I hope that the listeners do as well. Maybe they're learning something too. Um speaking of awards in general, okay. I mentioned last week during my dose of drama that Broadway was basically snubbed during the Drama Desk Award nominations. And I was doing a little bit of research on that and there were 172 acts recognized. Whoa. Only 31 of them went to Broadway shows. Wow. And the only Broadway shows nominated for like the big categories, like outstanding play, musical or revival of either were the inheritance, um, a soldier's play, which you saw, which I saw, and I actually really enjoyed. It. I saw that with my friend Kelly. Shout out, and hey um, Kelly. Kelly, we love Kelly, friend of the pod, very very deep deep friend of the oh. pod. <laughs> if you and, know, you know. Um, West Side Story was the only musical nominated for revival. Oh yeah, which you know, obviously, like Company had had yet to open and things like that, but interesting right very interesting i think it's a little bit more rare to see like musicals revived off broadway unless it's in like a more commercial setting like we saw with little shop this year or jersey um, boys moved from broadway to off broadway yeah, that's a great example. so did avenue q and rent did that did they get were they eligible then for awards i wonder about that because anyone was, knows let us know yeah 
I have no idea. I've never actually even thought about it before. With those two productions, I believe it was just pared down versions of the Broadway production. So I don't think they would be in conversation necessarily. Whereas like Rent, when it went off Broadway, it was like the reimagining of Rent. In some, some of which, like I just listened to Ben Thompson on Guys Who Like Musicals and he covered Collins. Really? Like a white Collins. Interesting, oh, that's right? Cool. Yeah. Wasn't Emily Ashford in that? I think she was Maureen in that production. Where she would have been phenomenal. I love. Speaking her. of Anna Lee, oh, she slayed boots down. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Um, we watched the Sondheim at ninety ninety Sondheim ninety mother birthday celebration the other night that. We did not watch live because we have a standing house. Well, now it's a Zoom. It, it a house was party. house party, but we moved to Zoom for, for more security. <laughs> for security reasons. For security purposes. Yeah. And um, I heard there was like an hour of delays. I know. So sad. But everyone's like, oh, this is so Broadway. We're theater people and we wait for everything. Why am I being shady today? You're reminding me of like the kid in an audition room <laughs> who's like an adult in a child's I body. I love Broadway. Or who's that that character on SNL? It was Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer plays like a kid who reviews movies yeah. or something oh, like she that. She was so funny. Or no, that's that's a Heidi Gardner character who loves what movies. If Vanessa, wasn't, was Vanessa Bayer just like young child actress? I think she was actually playing an actor. Actor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. So funny. Um, but uh, so they had this great Sondheim show the yes. other night. No one's saying being alive. No, Raul Esparza, of course, the sexy host <gasps> of the night. Hoyt. Somebody tweeted about wearing his jockstrap as a face mask, and I said, gonna have to stand on that one. <laughs> he was hot. amazing. Yeah, he's aged very well. We saw him in Seared, of course, with our first <gasps> guest of the My pod, wig. Mr. Rodriguez. <laughs> Why mm-hmm. did I forget that? I think that it was so long ago, and also he wasn't singing, and he was just like a mean chef. I'm gagged, Dylan. I was literally watching him like I'd never seen him before in my life yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was like, who is this man? Well, he slayed take me to the world it was great it was take poignant. me to it mother it, it was like i'm being cracked it felt them. like an 11 o'clock number it did even though there was still the ladies who lunch i can't it was they they decided to just give the gays everything they wanted there were so many things to say about this which if, if you're listening and you haven't seen this you need to watch from this sondheim 90 concert it's the, the ladies who lunch which is from the musical company and christine baranski Meryl Streep and Audrey McDonald do a trio version of it in which they're all pouring themselves alcohol, schmacking the hell out of this. It is brilliant. And they sound great. The live vocals are on bleak. They really, Audra, talking about slaying oh boots the goodness. house down. Audra is everything. Oh my God. And the mother I never had. You know, she was in this season as um, in Frankie and Johnny. And, you know, of course, Tony voters would have already all gotten that in in their eligibility window. Mm-hmm. I'm gagged. She was great. She was amazing. We always talk about that scene. Her brave, she was bravely bare-breasted in the she show. Was. That apartment was kind of big. Yeah, I was like, where do you live, House Kitchen? I forget. I forget. That was like a, it was a great set. Summer. I actually really liked that show. I did too. Everyone anyway. was like, it's problematic now. And I was like, yeah, it's problematic. Like I was with people. I was like, yeah, like Frankie Johnny's so problematic. <laughs> Nervously like And then I and saw swimming. it and I was like, He's really pushy and he like literally won't leave her apartment. Mm. So yes, but everyone else was always like, oh my God, I'm acting like RuPaul on his podcast all of a sudden where I'm like, everyone's too sensitive right now. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sensitive too. And obviously we, we're, Dylan is, <laughs> we're both Uber sensitive. Super sensitive. Uber sensitive. Wait, I'm like rambling, but the ladies who lunch was amazing. Yeah, it was fantastic. I love that Meryl is like in the extended Sondheim universe. Totally. I mean, well, granted she was the witch in Into the Woods movie. Yeah. Has what she are, done what, any other... 
Um, Sondheim, mm. as far as movies, not that I can she say at the top Broadway? of my head. I believe she's done Broadway, but like in a, in a play capacity. I would be gagged for Meryl Streep to go back to Broadway. Imagine Broadway opening up after Corona and it being like with Meryl Streep starring as Mame, Auntie Mame. Yeah, something. great. Oh my god, because I, I don't think she's won a t- she hasn't won a Tony. No. Oh my god, I'd be so good. Or a Grammy. Is she going to win an Emmy for playing Mary Louise on Big Little Lies Season 2? She might, because I think that's the sort of starry performance that they really go for. And anytime Meryl... Actually, I think Meryl has an Emmy. She does. For Angels in America. She does. Maybe, maybe not. Someone tell me I'm wrong. Robbie Rosal. Anyone out there? Robbie? Um, What were some of your other favorite moments from the the Sondheim concert? Mm -hmm. I, all of a sudden, I'm like nervous. And I'm like, what? Did I watch? I'm just kidding. No, I loved Donna Murphy singing Send in the Clown. It was poignant. It was somber. I think I liked the way that everyone sort of took a number that's obviously usually performed on a huge stage and it became like this intimate, you really had to just listen to the words because taken out of context. And Donna Murphy, she had the whole scene set. Queen. She was amazing. Absolutely oh amazing. We, we're going to have to stand on that. have to stand on that one. I loved Beanie Feldstein. Oh, she's a and doll. Ben Platt. Yeah, they were fantastic. Doing together. a taste movement. <laughs> I saw this hilarious tweet that was like, if they were in the studio system, they would have been in a sham marriage. Isn't that right? <laughs> it's so no? too. That's. Tea. I think what I liked about that was that it was like a tempo and a beat. Ben looks. He's looking good. Moving on. Move on. Move on. Move on to Annalie Ashford. And oh Jake yeah, that's right. Gyllenhaal. That's why. That was our segue into this. Mm-hmm, it was because they were they were fantastic, and it was. I mean, Annalie is like perfect in every way. Oh, we were also talking about this because. We, th- I think that she has a good chance, or ha- would have had a good chance of winning the Tony for that for playing Dot and Sunny in the Park with George that season. Had Bette Midler not been in Hollywood, and now this was the 2017. This was 2017. Tony's. So I think because remember Sunday in the Park with George famously withdrew themselves from Tony eligibility because they were Which doing was the production gag. to like relaunch the Hudson mm-hmm. and like whatever. Because they probably would have won a lot of. Tony. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know the like the the politics behind that because obviously Scott Rudin had Dolly that season, and then there was Dear Evan Hansen, Come From Away, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was incredible in Sunday in the Park, and she was an incredible Sunday night. We keep going like yeah. off on these little tangents. No, it's fun. Um, I love when our episodes are theater heavy. And then as I was know. like, Yeah, we know. And then. It, it, w- I was like, maybe she could win the Olivier. And you were like, it didn't open in London. Because <laughs> Sunday's in London now. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be this summer with oh, Jake. Oh, okay. Um, I don't love his voice, his singing no, voice. yeah, me either. Does bit... anyone? Write us write us at atthedramapodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> because I don't know if anyone does. I think that he's good in, like, um, finishing the hat. Yeah. No, he was great mm-hmm. in it, but... Oh, yeah, he moved me to tears. You know who would be great in that part? I'm being annoying. Huh. Ben Platt. He would obviously, be great. Obviously not yet. He would but... be great. Yeah. Maybe give him 20 to 10 to 20 years. <laughs> We're like, let's age him significantly. Well, because he's older than I remember. Ben but... is our age. Right. 20. <clears throat> oh, enough. <laughs> um, so of course, we loved Aaron Tveit's Marry Me a Little. Yeah, he sounded amazing. He was great. And then Katrina Lank singing Joanna. She did a great job. I have a question for the listeners. Also write in at the drama podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Her accent work when she sings. Yeah, it's almost like that indie girl who auditions for The Voice, and this is her in real life. Hi, my name's Emily, and I really love to sing. And then she starts singing, and she goes, 
Oh, I'm a singing girl. <laughs> and then they, I don't actually watch the voice, I'm making this up, but this would also happen on American Idol. They all hit the button. And they hit the button around. and they're like, you have this amazing recording. That was my Christina Aguilera. This amazing recording voice. Yeah. And you're like, wait, why does her singing voice sound like she's like mm-hmm. so crunchy? It's bizarre. It's very Catherine Gallagher. It is. Yeah. Catherine Gallagher she has does that, that indie, indie type voice. Why do people do that? Write us. <laughs> I don't think they do it on purpose. I think it's just they the way don't. their voice is. No, but then some people are like, I added tone to that cover. Why am I being crazy? I don't know today? what you mean when you say that. Like they'll be like, I added tone to that. And they sound kind of like indie singery. Okay. But I like it. I certainly think it's. I'm not hating. I'm being yeah. funny. I mean, you're like Maggie Rogers is like your favorite pop singer, yes. and she's someone who has like that perfect example. Mm. I watch her Tiny Desk NPR concert mm-hmm. like every day, and she's like singing, and she's got like this great voice. And then she starts talking, and her singing voice is like, "Hi, um, my name is Maggie, <laughs> and I'm gonna sing you a song today." It's like literally that's mm-hmm. what she talks like, and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then she so sounds like a, like Galadriel when she sings. I love when people have like Galadriel. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I Kate Blanchett. I love when people have like that seamless speaking to singing. Mm-hmm. Like we were Molly. talking about this recently, and I cannot remember now who it is. Oh, I think Norbert Leo Butts is a great example oh, of that for sure. Oh my god, uh-huh. yes. and that's when he becomes like that's he's just the consummate storyteller. With he's his a chanteuse. Wait, what's that mean? I like, think it's yeah. like a like a like a. a like a, a slinky bar singer. Oh, yeah. Yes, Norbert. In a way, my vibe in college. Um, <laughs> We've been in the knowing. Yeah. What and then else I, did you like? I, I would say the last thing that I do when a comment on was just Bernadette Peters singing um, No One Is Alone, acapella. Yes, God. Yes, Mother. Yes, Mary. Yes, Bernie. And when I... Th- <laughs> I'm a Bernie bro for Bernadette. I think that with her... When I think Sondheim, she is one of the ones who just comes into comes to mind. Legend. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. I, I would be so nervous if I met her. Me too. She we also saw her in Hello Dolly. Younger and younger every time she's on camera. I know she looked younger than some of the people who were on there. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, see, you can see some people who've gotten a little. <gasps> which we were talking about Dr. Zismore we and others who haven't. <laughs> we did talk about that one person who mm-hmm. was looking a little older. We're not yes. going to say their name out of respect. But Out of respect. It's always interesting when you can tell they've had like work done, which obviously it's well documented on drama that we love plastic surgery. We are fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by it. I, I'm like, okay, well, they definitely had fillers under their eyes. They've had some Botox in their forehead. But then sometimes you can see in like their eyelids <laughs> that they haven't had... Like, the, you can see their age and their eyes. They look weary. They look weary. When the rest of them looks 20. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But, I mean, I don't care A that part much. of me thinks, like, there's no point. But another part of me knows that, like, we live in that, like, the capital of Hunger Games world where, like, you have to look a certain way. I know. But you know what I loved in that? We, oh, we watched Jane Fonda on Five Acts last yeah. week, which oh, is yes. unbelievable. Fantastic about, documentary on HBO. Yeah. I mean, talk about a woman who has lived a hundred lives. Mm-hmm. And each act is like an important male figure from her life. Because she's been married multiple times. Yeah, and married. her father obviously was That's a right. huge icon actor of his time. And he's like act one. And the next acts are her three husbands. Her three husbands. And then the final act. Wait, I'm going to. I'm weepy. I'm weepy. It's finally Jane. Yeah. She's just, act five. Because she's living her life. Mm-hmm. But she had this amazing moment of self-awareness where at the end where she talks about um, I wish I wasn't the kind of person who want, wants everyone to or to look a certain mm-hmm. way or to, you know, whatever. I, I'm, she said it way better than I am right now. But I was like, what a legend. Mm-hmm. Like, she's 
obviously had work done. She's in her 80s. Multiple face snatches. Oh, and they are great. They're great. Yes, she is in her 80s. I think she's 82. Oh, my God. At the time of the documentary, she was 82. 82. And she's like, she's on there. She's like, yeah, I mean, like, I love an older face. Like, I love seeing age in a face. I love the way she said that. But she's like, but for some reason, I'm just not that strong. And I couldn't do that. And I was like, I was fully gagged. Um, That's the society that you know, has shaped her. She grew up in that showbiz family. Um, it, the way that it was framed about like the men who made her reminds me of in Smash. I know. How <laughs> there's an idea of when they bring in the dramaturg that maybe like Bombshell will be a musical that's not like Marilyn the musical. It's more about like the men who made Marilyn. That's right. Who's that actor that plays the dramaturg? He's super hunky. He's in everything. He's in everything. He was in that, wasn't he in that Aaron Tveit show? Oh, um, I was called Outlander. <laughs> No, Graceland. I forget what it's called. But you know what I was thinking about the Jane Fonda doc is I would like, obviously she's at a certain age and where you get this awareness at that age. I would live to see a Gaga doc like that one day where she actually pulls us behind the curtain and says, this is exactly what I was thinking during the fame, the fame monster born this way, you know? Yeah. Joanne, I, I just think that she is maybe the most interesting cele- celebrity to me. Definitely. Did I say interesting? I don't know what I just said. But she is like fascinating. We talk about her every week. Well, because she's also drama. in the conversation a lot lately. But she is. She's impacted so many of us. Oh, my God. But I was I was thinking about it because her album continues to leak. <laughs> Chromatica keeps leaking. And... um. First Stupid Love leaked like two months before it came out. Uh-huh. And now there's all these snippets of like her duet with Ariana Grande, which we got to stand, which we will talk about Ariana in a second. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for her because she pushed the, she pushed Chromatica from being released this April and it's going to have to come out soon because at this point there are snippets of at least three or four songs out. I have a feeling it was going to be a super visual album too. Like we saw the music video, yeah. Stupid Love, and I'm just well, like, Connor, a oh, lot might God. be done. You think, really? Yeah. That would be a gag. Because if she was planning on releasing it in April, how much was she going to do in a month when things shut down? T. I just don't think she would have made a second music video. That's true. But some knows? some knows? some artists are resorting to interesting things, like Todrick Hall is releasing a new album tomorrow or today or whatever. He announced that, and it's he did it all at home. And Niall Horan released a music video for Black and White, and it's like scenes from like old movies that are like in black and white. That's cut cute. together with like black and white concert. Well, and footage. then Jake Wilson, who, who I would love. love to have on drama. Yeah, he's great director, Michigan grad. But for those who don't know who Jake Wilson is, he made this incredible gay parody of um, New Rules by Dua Lipa. Yeah, as well as like another tro- a Troye Sivan song featuring the drag queen Milk. Like he d- he directs videos. I think he did one for Betty Who, but he did Sam Smith and Demi Lovato's a new song with like action figures. It's just funny. Like at first I was kind of like, what is going on? But now I'm, I feel like we're going to look back on this time and be like, oh yeah, no, that's why they had to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Because, maybe, maybe we'll get a real music video from Demi and Sam um, down the line. I heard to you that that was supposed to be like an Olympics song. I think they themed it around that. I don't know. Do Is there usually like an Olympics anthem? Yeah. Remember, um, wasn't Katy Perry's song Rise I think <laughs> an Olympic anthem? I think you're right. I forget what year that would have been. I think it was 2016. Because um, it's every four years. Wait, what were you saying? Oh, Ariana. 
Yeah, so another streamed concert was Jason Robert Brown is gone. Did a one of his like subculture Monday night shows, um, and it was only forty minutes, which I think is my only complaint about it because it was absolutely phenomenal. He did all of the the hits that you know and love from his uh, latest album, How We React and How We Recover. But he um, he had Shoshana Bean and Ariana Grande guest star. Legends. These two are like probably two of my favorite female voices. Yeah. They can sing anything. Shoshana is unreal. Her Jenna and Waitress was my favorite of all the, the Jennas. Yeah. And I love that. What I love about this quarantine time, you know, like looking for these silver linings, is it's given opportunities to people who have, who contain multitudes to be able to like reemerge into like the theater world. So, so for example, we had that Rosie show and like, that feels like so long ago. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was a hundred years ago and you, you got a bunch of people popping in there who like, you know, they are in the theater world, but not really. And the same thing happened with Ariana Grande doing this Jason Robert Brown yeah. gig and Singing um, from the as last well as the years. Disney thing that she did a while ago. Oh yeah, that was great. A while ago, last week. Yeah, <laughs> two weeks ago. Truly. No, but she's saying from the last five years. And what's so funny is I'm seeing all the Twitter gays being like, this is my favorite musical. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not kidding. All these like thirst trap Twitter gays that I follow are like, oh my God, Ari's singing a song from my favorite musical of all time. And I'm uh, like, um, uh, it's like, un- insert that untucked drag race where they're like sipping their drinks quietly. Like, <laughs> It's not that there's any issue with the last five years. It's, it's just... I'm no, gagged. The randomness of it all. That, that, like they're suddenly out of coming out of the woodwork. I think that's like that idea of like claiming, like hitching yourself onto a wagon. One hundred percent. We're like, well, no, I actually saw Hamilton at the public. Right. It's like, which I didn't, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, no, for sure. Oh, that's so funny. That I know. I literally saw when I was like, you've literally never talked about theater ever. Ari sounded beyond gorgeous. Retouched by a mother tucking angel. Right. As she does. But amazing. And we were talking about this with our friends last night that she also, of course, did The Wizard and I at the Wicked 15 celebration. Yeah. And she really stays true to her Broadway roots in certain ways. She loves and it. And I wonder what we'll see her in one day. Because, you I, know, she hasn't been on Broadway since 13. I don't think she'll do Broadway again but I could see her doing another movie musical like how she did, oh, yeah, Hairspray. She did Hairspray Live which yeah. I thought she was just okay in you don't think she'll do a Broadway show I don't think so even if it was like she's making too much money an adaptation of something or like a Legally Blonde revival or <laughs> something along the I'm just throwing things out wig there. I don't know you know who I could see her as Regina George and Mean Girls yeah, I mean, maybe. We know she can bounce. They're making the movie version of Mean Girls. They are making the movie version of Mean Girls. Well, she was rumored to be in the prom movie. I could see her at, oh, that's right. And then everyone was like, she's not, it's not a gay character. Mm-hmm. She, wasn't she like playing? No, it wasn't even revealed who she was playing. And everyone assumed she was playing Alyssa, Alyssa Green. Alyssa Green, yeah. But that's the only character's name I remember because she has a song that's literally called Alyssa Green. Which is but random. Emma. Emma is the main girl. Mm-hmm. How oh, I loved the prom. I know, me too. Um, Wait, I'm suddenly gagged for the idea of the Mean Girls film, movie musical version, which they're making, um, with Ariana maybe playing Karen or Gretchen. But see, she's more leading to me. You think she has the acting chops? I think we're, I mean, she did play a ditzy character on That's Victorious. That's why leaning towards Karen. But Karen only gets that sexy song. Like, I want to hear her, her belt. If anything, I'd want to see her as Gretchen. <gasps> I'm actually shaking thinking about her doing the My Name Is Regina George. She'd be incredible. And of course, you know, you'd have the auto-tune and retouching that <gasps> she seems to love because they did that with um, I Won't Say I'm In Love and Still Hurting. I'm suddenly celeb casting in my head. What if Shawn Mendes played Aaron Samuels? Oh, he'd be great. <gasps> but keep Camilla away. 
<laughs> okay, so we're they talking right now about too. like celebrity casting, and this is something we did not address last week. What is it? But we had put out like that call to action of like, oh, yeah. what other reality shows would you see? And we heard from some listeners. Spill the tea. So the idea being like, if there was a reality show on MTV or ABC or something along those lines, where they're, we're going to seek out a new lead for a show. And I think that I was too specific in it because then I was thinking about it myself and running out of ideas. But we did get great ideas. We were someone who was wanting to find the next six queens, which could be great. I mean, those are all based on pop stars. So like, why the heck not have Ariana Grande as singing All You Want to Do, which is like who that character is based on. Oh my God, that'd be a great movie. Um... And then so I went right for movie. I'm like, skipping I, I was like, it. wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also have like the Evan Hansen one, which I think we talked about. Yeah. Will he be found? I think that's great <laughs> because like that is sort of the audience maybe that would go see dear Evan Hansen after a while. Yeah. That's how dear Evan Hansen found its audience with having Ben Platt and then having the album come out just after it opened like a couple I think it came out in fe- like the show opened in December and then the album came out that February oh. they were able to like bring in all these people because they loved the music and now if the, the, you fall in love with someone who's trying to be Evan and that's great that's a good idea because mm-hmm. they after being on Broadway for a few years too it's probably going to be like other than star casting yeah and then we had a Finding Fierro Finding Fierro. Which is cute. And like, I think that you could definitely find like, who wouldn't want to go see some cute boy? They see. I'm in. But I envision that as like a web series reality competition. <laughs> the search for the next twink prince. Oh, there you go. See, it wrote itself. I just wrote it. Or twunky. Um, are you Aaron Burr, sir? <laughs> fun. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? Are you? I think that's fun. And At all? At all. <laughs> Hamilton will eventually need that. But I do think... Yeah, I, there was like a big like online petition to have Patina Miller play Aaron Burr at some point. Oh my god! And so like once the we can like switch play with like gender in that show, I think we'll see even more opportunities for like gag casting. I'm surprised they haven't. I'm sure Beyonce is going to be one of the Skylar sisters in the Hamilton movie. Oh my god, my way! Which you know, In the Heights was pushed to 2021 now. Mm-hmm. The movie, I think someone was like oh now Hamilton's also coming out that same year and I was like don't be silly no they're not going to release both of those movies in the same year but also oh oh, the staged version oh that's right sorry they're not doing an adaptation they're just releasing the staged version when was that going to come out this I believe it was 2021 this fall um I forget but if they do do a Hamilton movie one day Beyonce would be great now is the time to just put it online as and as um Eliza but as Angelica oh yeah totally who could play Eliza we could sit here dream casting all day. Mm-hmm. We don't need to keep doing this. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you're this annoyed. Is, this is not fun for any of our listeners. And They're then, like, of course, finding an Elsa in Frozen, which makes a lot of sense oh, to me. Yeah. And then we had one submission from someone who I'll remain, remain nameless, <laughs> who's wanted to find the next Beverly Bass and come from away. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> I'm shaking. What would like the the week to week competitions for like a Beverly Bass? <laughs> like reality show entail i don't i mean you'd obviously because you're playing multiple roles so oh, right. you're playing the school teacher character jen colella would come in as like your your friend and oh i want to play i want to be on that show that'd be fun i love that but i was thinking about how when they did the grease show the concept was we're reviving grease on broadway and we're casting it stars this way so we could also open it up to like that's right if you want to bring any show back like annie and we're looking for a miss hannigan or like something along those lines I love it. Even though I famously don't love Annie. But um, I just think it's, you know, overdone. It's one of those things that, like, everything 
you need like that recognition. Like Greece is one of the most iconic. They could have done it for mm-hmm. a West Side Story revival. They could have been like, we're casting the next Tony and Maria. Yeah. Here's our, Definitely. you know, whatever they call it, West Side Story. If, if they, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if they did like High School Musical live on ABC. Oh, that's fun. They could cast Troy and Gabriella. But I don't think they would do it. No. It's High School Musical's been gone for so long at this point that mm. it's like they have High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus. But other than that, I don't know. High School Musical isn't necessarily like in the cultural conversation right now or like ever. You yeah. Know? Anyway, no, it is. It is. I don't know why I'm like saying it's not. Yeah. But remember when Vanessa Hudgens like canceled herself in the first week of. Um, of us being like staying at home. Yeah, but like she was we've like, all forgotten. She's like, about yeah, it, yeah, people are gonna die, but like it's inevitable, isn't it? And she's like, I probably shouldn't say that. Oh my god. And then I noticed on her Insta she turned off comments for like a month. Oh, and then gosh. she started doing like damage control. Like I feel bad for her. Cause like have we talked about this on the podcast? I can never remember. What this. about? Like about celebrities who are oblivious and then people are like mad that they're not woke, but then you realize no, they literally do not live on our planet. They don't. They That's bear, a great point. They they don't drive themselves. They a lot of times like don't actually keep up with the news or anything. Mm-hmm. Like they have people getting them their food. They have people setting up their meetings and their calendars. Like they b- rarely make decisions for themselves at a certain point. I mean, sure, like in business and love and yeah. things like that. But um, sometimes, sometimes, yeah. I mean, tea. But I was. I, I'm not surprised that Vanessa Hudgens didn't understand the the. Um, the gravity of the situation. I remember like at end of February, early March, I was working from home for some reason. And I um, was watching some show on E and one of the hosts didn't know that coronavirus had come to the U S yet. And this was literally like end of February, early March. And I remember watching it and being like, what the heck? Like this host of this entertainment news show doesn't even know that Corona has hit the U S. And now as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, people just didn't, pay attention to it yeah they were, they were just like i don't know i'm not making excuses for them but like even i was like oh we're gonna be fine for a few well, weeks I think you that's, know that's sort of like what's happened here like we um we were all sort of going at our own pace and then like we were all forced to put the brakes on or like at least the blinkers to sort of change the way that our lives were lived and we were gonna see the world like i i know for me like i needed to stop with the rate i was going and like I really have been able to find the positives of this time. We skipped Are You Well this week, but like maybe now is the, we did. the chance. Like I, I feel well now knowing that like I've been able to like rediscover my artistic self and uncover my secret artist storyline. You were literally painting the other day. I was painting and I was, and Connor came in the room and I was like, I'm like Jack Kelly and Newsies or Matt Saracen and Friday Night Lights. <laughs> like an, an unassuming artist. Um, we always joke about it. And, um, you know, it's just we we can't go back to the way things were at this point because, you know, I think that this perspective has gone into this. Like, you know, promises made during quarantine can't be kept in the winter. Oh, my God, stop. But at the same time, I know, like, when this is done, I want to travel. I want to get tattoos. Like, all the things that I've always held myself back from doing, like... There's no point in holding yourself back from living the life that you want to live. Because you never know how much time you have. Exactly. It's, it is wild. So if anything, like the world is being for, it's like the snap at the end of the adventures. Like, um, think about how exciting it is going to be to finally go back to our first Broadway show. Oh yeah. It is going to be, oh my God, I just got to chill thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Or like doing those things that we like 
literally live for or like you know going to a workout class or the first time you, that the first time you get to like hang out with your friends at the bar or something like it is going to feel like the biggest event. I, I'm literally going to like start crying, like thinking yeah. about this. Like, well, because the magic is restored then. It's something you might take for granted. Yeah. Oh my God. It's going, going to a drag great. show again. I know. So many good things. I know. You know what? I have a, a, some an update that's Corona related that I've been okay. meaning to mention that I found out a few weeks ago, but I just literally have not talked about. Yeah, what is Do it? Do we have time for it? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the state of the bachelorette. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. Which okay. <laughs> I have a few things to say. So this summer was supposed to be the airing of the long, long time Bachelor long Nation. Just, <laughs> Claire Crawley was supposed to be the Bachelorette. Which we talked about this with Haley Pichoon. Yeah, which we she we, we were predicting. Like, oh, is it going to be her? And then it was. So her, obviously her season was supposed to start, the day it was supposed to start filming, they shut it down. And so the guys had already been leaked to like all the entertainment blogs. Like, oh my God, you know, her entire cast, which most of them were like, way younger than her because she is I believe 39 now oh okay yeah I remember she, she was gonna around yeah the time she announced. was gonna turn 39 so filming would usually be wrapping up around now or like in its because it would have started like end of mid-march and I think it goes like f- about six to eight weeks so she would be going up towards the end but travels built into that and other things so they've postponed the season obviously okay what the this is the bachelor's tea they were also supposed to have a bachelor summer games this right. year that was gonna happen during the olympics like they did with Winter Games during like the Winter, Winter Games. Olympics. But then they were also going to do Bachelor in Paradise, even. Okay. So they were going to do all of it. So Summer Games has been canceled, a.k.a. hypothetically moving to summer 2021. Next summer, yeah. Bachelor in Paradise is most likely not happening this year. And what's going to happen is, this is like literally their biggest plan. I'm actually shaking when I'm saying I this. don't know any of this, so I, just tell me. They're going to, hypothetically, if everything is okay in like July, August... They're going to rent out a resort similar to what they do in Bachelor in Paradise and keep it a very controlled set. And they're going to have Claire's season of The Bachelorette in like one location. So think like think like Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor Pad that they just had yeah. at the house. It's going to be like a scaled down set, shorter weeks. So it'll be like it, where it used to be eight, it'll be six or something. But apparently like like I said, those extra weeks were for travel time and press yeah. and sometimes they would even pull the lead out of the show to be like, okay, time to film your commercial for the trailer that's going to drop next week. Like they would do these things and um, I don't know if that means they wouldn't be flying families in for hometowns. I don't know if that means that they'd be leaving for hometowns. Well, maybe at that point things would be safer. It'll likely be Zoom call hometowns. I'm like shaking thinking about it. But um, that's their plan because their biggest priority is having this season of The Bachelorette. They, they don't care about the other things. They're like, you know what? These are our, like, even though I think everyone's favorite is Bachelor in Paradise. Right. They're like, you know what? We're committed to Claire's season of The Bachelorette. So that uh, could it, be what they do. It's a cultural reset. A cultural reset. What do you think of this? I love it. I agree. I think it's cracked and Claire is so cracked and it'd be perfect. I would have loved to have seen Claire's hair blowing in the wind while she looks over the Austrian hills or something like that. But this is better than nothing and my biggest fear was that either they were going to cancel the season in general or move it to another year and still could which they still could and like that would be fine um but they would just need to recast the men at that point well and that's the other tea i have for you so someone so she knows who all the guys are in her season at did this they point. meet like did they film like the i don't think so okay. I, I think the guys were already like in their hotels Okay. Sequestered. They were quarantined. Which they do that, yeah. Um, Getting ready to go shoot. Because I think, like I said, I think it shut down literally the day 
that filming was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You're telling me. Um, so someone who was, she knows who all of them are at this point. Um, someone who was on her season, his name is Matt James. Not to be confused with our friend, Matt James. <laughs> Matt James, who you would, you would know because he is best friends and roommates with Tyler Cameron, a.k.a. My obsession. Tyler from Tyler C. season. Yeah. Wow. He's the guy that's like always with Tyler doing yeah, like yeah. TikToks and videos. He's like super hot, super tall. Was he the one who was quarantined with Hannah? He's, he's yeah. in the quarantine crew, like this like cracked crew. Mm-hmm. But um, he was going to be on this season of The Bachelorette. Like obviously the like, casting was like, oh my God, we love this guy. Like Tyler put him on. So this is Tyler's roommate and best friend. Okay. He's really hot. He's like younger. Here's the tea. He has a cameo account oh of course $29 for a cameo of video. course he has been doing press about the show about yeah about bachelorette how we can't wait to meet Claire oh bullshit and so Claire tweeted like you're in this for the wrong reasons like she didn't tweet it <gasps> yes! at, which is iconic but Claire so always clear. does this. It's so clear. So clear. but she's tweeting like guys from my season who are already getting cameos and doing these things like you're obviously in this for the wrong reasons uh-huh. which like we can have conversations about right and wrong reasons at length because yeah. you know we both agree like what is the wrong reason at this point because you know you're going to get a platform going into mm-hmm. it so like knowing that and going into it she is um she's amazing, amazing. So he can't be on her season now they'll recast at this point point. and if I were him I'd be like I'm good. I'll see you next summer kind of thing. And they'll recast too because they're, they need some older guys for her. They do. She doesn't want to be dating 29 year olds. No, she's going to be 40 next year. So like they need to find like, like what about like a nice single dad? I don't think there's any from a few seasons ago. Oh my God. I know he was so Mm -hmm. nice. Did he ever do paradise? I think he did. He did because then we saw like images of his daughter. Uh, She was a big girl. She was a big girl for like the age. Yeah. I don't mean like heavy, but like she looked old. It it says in the thing, she's like eight or nine and she looks like she's like 13. She's like, dad, take me to the market. (laughs) (laughs) He's like carrying her. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm being so cracked. Uh, Anyway, well that's that's a relief to know. That's a relief to know. Do you have any other updates? No, just that Tyler Cameron's body is so snatched. I know. And his TikToks are like rude. Oh, I don't even follow. Oh my god, it's sick. He's also quarantined with a lot of people, and at the point I'm like, what's happening? Well, y'all are breaking. People apart. make their own rules at this point. They do. Um, the last thing that I want to touch on is just Drag Race. Okay, go drag off. Race. And then we also have super secret celebrity Drag Race. So many things. Um, I just want to say that my favorite queen of the season, Jan, went home two weeks ago, and I was absolutely devastated. And I really thought she was going to be like in the finals, if not like the final five. And this season is not going at all the way that I really thought it was going to be um, as New York Queens one by one have sort of been eliminated. Wig. And this week, another New York Queen almost went. Yeah. Jackie was in the bottom with a powerful lip sync to Katy Perry's firework. That was iconic. Katy Perry songs might be some of the best lip sync numbers. Katy Perry and like pink. Katy Perry is drag. Wow. She's putting on, per- like, all the songs are performances, you know? Tea. Like, that's how most of our female pop stars are. Taylor Swift talked about this in Miss Americana, how female performers have to constantly be reinventing themselves to stay interesting. Like, think about all the women who are s- superstars who have eras. Like, they were just did a Madonna episode of Drag Race where they had all the different, this versions. Oh, yeah. If they were to do, like, you know Bruce Springsteen yeah what are his eras he doesn't have it. I mustache mean, he <laughs> beard <laughs> literally I know the men don't have to do anything different no so it's just it's you know that's because society needs women to continue to change themselves it's fascinating 
thing that, t- that sort of a diatribe that Taylor goes on in um, Miss Americana. But gonna have to stand on Jag- Drag Race is still my favorite part of the week, and I actually was pleasantly surprised by Super Secret Celebrity Drag Race. I know, or C- Secret, Which, of course, the, Super Secret. The joke was. Who was the secret that we still don't know who these celebrities are? <laughs> but um, no, you fall in love with these people after like a few yeah. minutes. And but I loved, I just loved the message of what the the show I'm was like dragging him. doing. Nico, come on, drama. I loved the message of what they were doing, and it was amazing. It was amazing. And Jordan Connor from Riverdale, that was so good. Job. I thought it was so funny. Our our friends were like, "Who are these celebrities?" And I was like, "Well, sadly, Connor and I do know who they are because, <laughs> of course, we are entrenched in all of the low budget uh-huh. celebrities." Um, I know. I loved. It. I'm interested to see who will be on next week. I I have a feeling that Gus Kenworthy will be on at some point. Oh, um, yes, but who knows? It, like it was interesting that they had two straight men and then Nico, who's non-binary. Yeah. Um, on there. Oh yeah. god, and the best part of the show was Trixie, Bob, and Monet. Yeah. Just and our girl Nina will be on Alyssa Edwards. I think Asia Trinity is gonna be Yeah, on so it. like really good queens are gonna be coming back. Um also if anyone knows how I can watch Drag You, please send me the <laughs> link um to watch that. Um but I think we should probably start wrapping up, Connor. We've been having so much fun. Too much fun. Oh my god. Okay, I have a dose of drama this week, which okay. of course is, you know, where we like to wrap up and hear from everyone and kind of give a little a little shade, a little tea to spill. Ooh. Drama. I'm a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. Soul Cycle, which is where I work sometimes. <laughs> Celebrated its 14th birthday and I posted a emotion insta about it. I was like, I'm going to pay it for it. Also use it as an excuse to like post a picture in Quora that is that I never posted before. SoulCycle's Instagram doesn't care if I live or die. <laughs> I've tagged them so many times, and my drama is they literally do, don't acknowledge Why do you exist. think that is? I mean, you've worked with them know. for like ever. I, I worked there for over a year and a half, and they literally hate me, and I've tagged them before, and they don't, like, I see them writing all over these other posts about like all the instructors, and the, it, they're just like, we love you, we heart you, like, couldn't imagine life without you. I'm literally there in my freaking yellow staff shirt being mm-hmm. like I heart you soul cycle and they don't even care if I live or die and that's my drama it's like okay cool that's annoying it is I'm it's sorry hateful. I don't really care that much well, it is, it's, it's, it's frustrating because it's like you are there some more often the than hard yards. some of the instructors even are but they're like the ones like kind of turned into like celebrities totally alright do you have a dose of drama I do um, my dose is r- related to One Direction, the boy <gasps> band. And there's this rumor that they're going to be reuniting this year for their 10-year anniversary. Which, of course, we know that um, Zayn left the band and um, they had to carry on as a four-piece band and then ultimately went on a hiatus um, in 2015. I would absolutely melt if they reunited this year um it is like truly something that i have been dreaming of because i do love all of their solo careers but having them as a five-piece band together again for this this year would be great i would be sad if it was via zoom but i would i would ultimately have to be comfortable with them doing some sort of reunion in any way um and so my dose is that that rumor is out there the rumors are true the rumors are kidding (laughs) i know I love 1D. I know. Um, so I think we've given everyone some drama to like chew on. Yes. And we've got more fun to come. Y'all. We do. We have some fun things in store for next month. Believe it or not. This is our last April episode. Um, and there's going to be some great things coming down the line. Ah! Um, and I suppose we'll just see you next time. <gasps> drama. drama.